Hey guys, before we get started, we got a great guest on the show today. He was in a little movie called Jaws. You may have heard of it. But before we get started, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Now let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, we have a guest on the show. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. This is super cool. So, uh, who do we have? Guys, who do we have? You may have heard of this movie. It's a like a little horror movie that was made out in Martha's Vineyard a couple years ago. Today we have someone who appeared in that movie. It's a, a Mr. Voorhees, a Mr. J. Voorhees. But this J. Voorhees is not a killer. Actually, he is a victim. You know him as Alex Kittner, but we know him as Jeffrey Voorhees. What's up, Mr. Voorhees? Oh, the dead Alex Kittner here, still on Amity Island. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you ever left? You've just always been there. Oh, the, this is the 45th anniversary because doing some signings, but that's that's how long I lived on Martha's Vineyard. I moved up here the year they were fil- filming Jaws, and I love it up here. It's a madhouse in the summer, and, you know, wintertime is nice, peaceful, mellow. You get out and about and travel around. But I've been here since, that's the year I moved up here. That's how I re- know how long I've been here. For, and it's the 45th anniversary of Jaws because there's a lot of things going on with that this year. That's, I mean, that's oh, a wow. huge thing to have to, like, not only did the, did the move, did a huge movie that you had a very critical role in happen that year, but you moved. And you were how old? I was just 12 years old and just moved to this little island, Martha's Vineyard, off the coast of Cape Cod in, Ma- in Massachusetts. And we just got down to this island and they said, oh, they're filming a movie. And, you know, you know, the big thing here back in those days was Teddy Kennedy over on the Dyke Bridge on Chappaquiddick people would come down for. But, you know, we were just little kids, just moved down here. And they said, oh, they'll pay you $40 a day to be an extra in the movie. So we all just went down. It's a small island. Just walk into town, the big hotel and sign up some papers. And we all did that. And then. A week or so later, you get a. I got a call, and a few people got a call and said, "Come down and read a line." So you went back down there. You know, it's a five-minute walk, and uh, they re- give you a piece of paper. You read a couple lines. They go, "You know, we're going to give you a speaking part, and we'll give you a hundred and forty a day." And all my friends were only getting forty bucks a day, and I was making a hundred and forty. That was great, and but uh, didn't know about down the road. You know didn't know about royalties and all that now you know years later first time it came on tv it's more than just a 140 a day it's big bucks down the road but <laughs> it was fun I got the speaking part and and everyone's like oh well when they were filming it were you afraid of the shark it's like no i was afraid of you know here in new england this water i don't even like going in there for another couple of weeks in july and august and they filmed it in may before the tourist season starts down here so it was cold that water is freezing cold here in New England at that time of the year. And as, you know, filming it, like, I'm not sure if you ever heard of Cameo. They have a thing. Someone finally got me to be on it because people come down from all over the world down to the Wharf restaurant where we run. And because they want to meet Alex Kentner, the dead Alex Kentner. And and these people from England last year, they came all the way over here just for that because there's only a few few people around now. 
And someone said, go on there. These people traveled all the way over. So I did that. And like just recently you had Father's Day last week and Cameo was like, do you want to agree on doing it within 24 hours? I said, sure. I, and I kept track of it last week. It's from Monday to Saturday. There were 22 of them. So and wow. people love it. I just, I run my dogs down on the beach where I was eating. You know, it's maybe a five minute drive from my house here. And, you know, doing the cameos, I just kind of laugh and say, well, I'm running my dog down here on the beach where Pippin and Susan, that's the, <laughs> where they were. And then I died down there. I go, the shark's name, the mechanical shark's name was Bruce. And I said, I don't think, uh, I don't worry about my dogs down here now. I, I say the little one, the St. Bernard, she's like 160 pounds. I said, <laughs> Pippin went down easy. I don't, I think Bruce, the shark would probably get sick and try to swallow uh, Leia, the big St. Bernard. But anyway, back there where they were filming the movie, you know, so, you know, it's a small island and, you know, they said for my scene, they were going to, um, they had lots of little parts before it. And like, if you remember the movie, there's a little parade before I die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that parade, I had just moved down to Martha's Vineyard, Amity Island. And I was in the Eggertown Boys Club and I was in the Drum and Bugle. And that band, the little band you could see go down the street during the parade. And Spielberg was like, no, you can't be in this part, even though you're in the band. Um, and then they were like, well, he's still alive. And so they let me be in that. So before I died, I'm in that scene too. But oh. then when I seen, they filmed it up on this beach where I run some dogs every day still. And it's funny because you see those big beach houses, those nice shacks on the beach, and they look really good on that side. And you walk on the other side of them. It was just like two by four is holding up plywood that on the, the back side of them. And they filmed that in May when that water is cold. So, you know, the first time we're doing it, it's one of Spielberg's first movies. So he was trying to get everything perfect. And so they would like go, he said, okay, now you're going to run up here and ask your mother if you can go back in the water. And her name was Lee Fierro. She was from the island. She was a sweet lady. Unfortunately, uh, the coronavirus got her. Oh, no. And, and that's. He said, go up and ask her if you go swimming. And she's like, oh, let me look at your hands. Oh, your fingers are pruned. And I beg her. And unfortunately, she lets me go back in. And and that's where, when they were filming it, you had Brody down there because he's sitting there with his kids. And one, the oldest kid, we were friends. And so he, him, the little guy, is Jay Mello and Chris Rebello are their names. And Lee Farrell is my mother in the movie. She was from the island. but um. That's where he goes, start swimming out on your raft there. And when you get about 50 yards out, they had a machine that was like a big, the top of a, a oil barrel. And he goes, when you swim out there, you won't see it because it's like right near the top of the water. Yeah. He goes, we'll say cut. And then when you get out there, get off the raft. And they put a, a raft that was cut in half on top of this machine. And he goes, now you're going to lie on top of it. And it's going to blow up and it blows blood up in the air. And so over the years, people are like, were you afraid of the shark? No, I was afraid of freezing my, you know, what off out in that water <laughs> and lying on top of some machine when you're 12 years old saying it's going to blow up on you. So the first yeah. time we, 
I'm lying there, freezing cold. My friends are all on the beach. And because you know everyone in the, all the extras, you know everyone when you watch the movie. And then the first time he said, just when it blows up, go into water, stand there as long as you can. So, bam, blood's flying up in the air. And I go into water, hold my breath. And finally, I did a pretty good job, I thought. I swim ashore, get up there. <laughs> I go, okay, we all set, freezing cold. He, and Spielberg, being the wanted everything perfect he was like no your left leg came out of the water a little bit we're gonna have to do it again and it would take seven seven eight hours for all the blood to clear out of the water before they could try it again whoa so you had to do it the next day pretty much and i screwed up and (laughs) all my friends are freezing cold and since i was part of you have to join sag screen actors guild if you had a speaking part and so I had a speaking part, and so I went into a nice warm dressing room that they had down on the beach, and all my <laughs> friends are freezing cold outside because I screwed up. And and we tried it again. The next time, oh, your leg was out of the water, or, and, you know, you're getting used to the blood flying up, swimming out, and and then finally, five days later, uh, Spielberg was like, this time we got two guys in wetsuits with air tanks. They're going to lift you up and down, and then pull you underwater and give you air under there. We're going to try a different way. And that's why if you see the movie, you see me going up and down. It's like, that wasn't a shark lifting me in and out of the water. It's two guys in wetsuits. <laughs> each one had one leg up and down, up and then they yank you under, give you air. We Five days it took and we finally got it. Now, were your but, parents on set for that? Oh, my mother might have been watching. You know, everyone, it's a small island. So yeah. they, they were filming things like that. They were just watching and... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The water's not too deep. There's never sharks over there. It's the other side of the island where the ocean side is. They've seen sharks and there's seals all over the place. But, and that's why everyone's like, the shark, were you afraid of the shark? And it's funny because back in the 70s, there weren't video cameras where they store things. And, and we lived right in town where they, this thing called the Egertown Yacht Club, they had a big boathouse where they stored, they, they rented it out and they stored Bruce and the shark. When you see it, it looks real in the movie. But if you, the camera went to the other side of that shark in the movie, it's all mechanical. It looks like a machine. And you had the left side, the right side, and the top. So the left side, it looked like a shark. On that one, the whole right side mechanical, and the right side, the left side was all mechanical. And we used to go down there at nighttime, break in, and climb all over the shark. <laughs> And, and that shark would, it's funny because the person that created it, I didn't meet him that much, but I do a bunch of signings. I told the people I do it a couple of times a year. And last year down in Tampa in Florida, there's a shark tournament. And I met up with some people from the magazine Field and Stream. And they right. said, next year we have a shark tournament down in Tampa. This is last July. And we got someone else that was eaten by a shark to do the signing down there. Susan, the girl that gets dragged back and forth, mm-hmm. she was going to go down and do it. And they go, this would be great if we could have two people eaten by a shark doing a signing at the shark tournament. <laughs> so it's like, oh, she's doing it. And they fly you down there. They have all the photos for you to sign. And you make a few bucks and you go for a little trip and all you can eat and drink. And they give you a hotel room. But it's funny. So you go down there. And I met up with her that, for that signing and for shark tournament. So and the funny part is when I was telling you about the mechanical shark, the person that created the shark. Yeah, Joe Elvis. 
he was down at this signing. Most of the signings, you sign pictures and you're done. Mm. But since Field and Stream, this thing down in Florida, they pay you a little extra, but I didn't know about it. They give you a microphone and all the people start asking questions. And the person that made the shark, they let him go first. And he was talking about how the shark would break down and the movie was costing more than they expected. And, you know, out when the orca was out there and the shark comes up on the boat, it just broke, broke down all the time. And when he was finally done talking and I got up there, started talking about my death, getting eaten. And then I said, and I hate to tell you, that machine, I didn't know it broke down that much, you know, because that's the first time I heard about that. And I go, maybe it's our fault. We were little kids. So you can't. <laughs> We break in and climb all over that thing at nighttime, and he he looks so pissed. And but you know, joking around, he, he you know, it's forty five years ago. What can he say? It's like, but we used to climb all over that thing. It was fun. That's amazing. You broke into a warehouse and played with a shark. You clearly weren't worried about it. Both Aaron and I do effects for film and TV, and I know for me, I do practical stuff. Whenever I have to work with an actor, especially if it's something that could potentially be dangerous or at least scary especially to a child, I really try to explain that stuff out and ask them if they have questions, make sure they're comfortable. You're filming in the water, which is inherently you know, challenging, if not dangerous. And uh, whether you were filming with the shark or the thing that you said you spill blood, did the guys who were in charge of that stuff kind of walk you through it and make sure that you were comfortable with it? Or was it just like, here, kid, lay on this thing? No, they were showing me the machine out there. And, you know, it's just the size of a barrel. And they had a half a wrap. Part of it was blown up. The other half fit over the thing full of blood. Mm. And they kind of explained it. And as I said, you know, I wasn't afraid of the machine or any of that. I'm afraid about freezing my, you know, what off. And <laughs> But besides that, you know, watching them film all this other part of the movie, you knew it was all, you know, it's all a movie. You knew it. Right. So when you start hearing the dun and dun it's not like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know your movie, you're having fun making it. Mm. So little things like that. It was Spielberg, one of his first movies that he really started skyrocketing after that. And since it was down on this little island, he would have like cookouts and baseball games. And Richard Dreyfus and those guys, they were really nice. They'd be over there playing ball with you and stuff. And then you see Robert Shaw. He wouldn't be near anyone. He's sitting far away. This would be like at one in the afternoon. And you run over to him. You're just a 12-year-old kid. Hey, how's it going? And you could tell he had a few drinks on him already. And he was just like, <laughs> and you go over there, how's it going? And he's like, ah, get away from me, you little shit. And he sounded just like in the movie. And as soon as he said it the first time, it was like, oh, every time we saw him, we had to run over just to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of being 12 years old. So when did you first see the movie in its entirety when it was finished? Did they have a screening on the island for you guys or did you fly out to Hollywood for it? Like what how did, what when was your first time seeing the movie finished? Well, that's the funny, you know, here I'm Martha's Vineyard Amity Island. It's a small place and they they were talking about maybe if I wanted to fly out to California and all that and back in the 70s it's like this is too much work and ended up just watching it the movie theater here on the island. And the year I got here, the year before, the movie theater burnt out. You know, it's a tiny little building. And so movies were shown in the town hall. So we're sitting up in the town hall watching this. And and it's funny when you watch that movie, you know, everyone's laughing. Oh, okay, you're about to die. And here you go. And you hear the da-na, da-na. But 
it's funny when you watch the movie because if you know this island at all, like that, the beach where I died, it's called State Beach. It's between Oak Bluffs and Egertown. And it, it takes a hard turn on one end and you go right into Egertown. And the other side of the island, Gay Head, where they, you know, that's the farthest part from there. And the scene where they're driving down that beach and then he takes a turn, you should be in Egertown. And all of a sudden you see Welcome to Amity and it's up in Gay Head, the other side. (laughs) Movie magic. And like little things like the parade that's going. It's a little island where the street that the parade's going up is a one-way street and the parade's going the wrong way. It's like, wait a minute. It's just funny watching (laughs) little, you know, filming it was fun. and But never knew about like royalties and stuff. Well, they did Jaws 2 down here, part of it. And we all went down, signed up. And this is before Jaws 1 was even on the networks yet. But so we signed up the second time and they, my brother, everyone else, they sign. Okay. Okay. And they get to me. They're like, wait a minute. You can't be in this. <laughs> I'm like, why not? They're going, you died in the first movie. <laughs> we already killed you. <laughs> I'm older. I look different. And they're like, no, ED ever found out you ruined the movie. So they're like, go away. It's like, so. <laughs> but it was funny. The first time that came on TV. All of a sudden, you got a check from Universal, all Screen Actors Guild, Universal Studios, and never knew about royalties. So you get a nice check for like <laughs> like eighteen thousand. So you're making the movie, you get a couple hundred bucks, and and then you get thousands when it came on TV. But it's just it produced so many Jaws fanatics. Mm. It's unreal. Like some of these signings, the one I did in New York last year, Dreyfus did that one too, and. They were people would come up and they would have 20 different photos. The girl collecting, there were $40 each people were paying. And I don't bring anything. They just fly you down there. And they, 20 different photos, me dying, the, me swimming out, me asking if I go in the water. People take that one or that one. And then you get some people who come up and go, there's 20 of them. Do you get a deal if you get all of them? And the girl collecting is like, that's $800, um, 750 you can get all of them. And a lot of people would do that. Wow. Some people would come up and they bring things. Some guys like the poster, original, and it was signed by almost everyone. And this one guy's like, he had it all marked off with tape on it, signed mm-hmm. right, right here. And I go, <laughs> okay. And so I'm going to go sign. How do you write your name? I go, what? <laughs> you know, this is one of the first times I was doing it. And the girl that... I do it with. She's like, Stacy, she hands me a piece of paper. I saw, he's like, you're pushing down too hard on that. And I wanted to tell him, you know, and she's kind of just smiling. So I, he goes, don't push down so hard. I do it again. He goes, can you spread the letters a little more? And it's like, what the? And wow. So far, I do it. He's like, don't go outside the line. And I do it. And she's like, get used to this because you get some real fanatics here. And you know the barrel that goes underwater? Of course. It's iconic. One guy, he comes up with, the barrel. He's like, you're one of the only ones that hasn't signed it yet. And it, you can see Richard Dreyfus, Robert, everyone's signed it. Uh, he, Spielberg was on it. And so I signed that. I go, are you going to go put that back in your car now? He's like, no, somebody will steal it. He carry that thing around all day. And, <laughs> and then the same one, another guy comes up with his briefcase with a combination on it and he opens it. And he had, he Purchased the raft that floats up on the beach is like six pieces of the oh. raft after, <laughs> and he had purchased all of them. 
and he wanted me to sign each one. So it's like, okay. And the girl collected, it's like, he signed eight of those. So and charged them and he left, but then you got another guy made jaws coins. It said Bruce. It's a, like a size of a silver dollar. And I'm trying to, I'm going, I'll try, but there's not much room. <laughs> and then the funny part is one, oh, this girl, it says reward for the, the Kent, you know, they have the sign $200 reward for catching the shark that killed the Kenta boy. I had to sign that. But the one I like the most is one girl, she comes up, can you sign right under the collarbone and just your name? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you got $40 and it's just going to come off in a couple of days. She goes, no, I'm meeting up with Peter later. He's tattooing over it. It's like, oh my God. Oh, wow. What is that like for you? Like, what's that experience that you were part of something that has just so in the grains of pop culture so hard for the last 45 years that people are getting tattoos of your signature? What is that like for you? At first, I kind of hid from it for a while. And then finally, I thought it, I find it quite funny. Like in the restaurant, the wharf, the other last summer, this, the waitress is like, oh, there's someone at the table wants to show you something. And it's a big Harley Davidson rider. And he takes his leather jacket off, pulls the sleeve up, and the whole Jaws logo is tattooed on his arm. Then underneath, it's Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, Roy Snyder. Down near the elbow, my name was on the guy's arm. It's like, oh, wow. that's uh, interesting. You know, another girl last fall. If you get, if the, if that, um, the movie's on TV, you still get a little check. And like my brother w- lived in Spain all the time. I got a text. Good news. She just died on TV over here. <laughs> so you get a little check. But these people, the waitress like, oh, they have something they want you to sign. It's in a picture frame. I thought it was just a picture of me dying or something. And so I go over and I look at it. And if you get a check, you take the top piece off. It says Universal Studios, your name, the amount, like any other check. And you sign it and throw the other half away. The part you throw away. It tells you all the details, your name, Universal Studios. It will say the episode, Jaws, CBS, the time, how much tax you pay, you know, just like any, and you throw that part away. People, they were from England, and I go over thinking it's a picture. I look at it, it says Jaws, Jeff Voorhees, 1987, CBS, something I had thrown away back in the 80s. So they had been going through your trash? Yeah, I go, where the hell did you get this? Something I threw away back in the 80s. And she's like, oh, on eBay on an auction. It's like, how much did you pay for something I threw away? <laughs> and she, they paid 8700 for it. It's like, what? So it's, 87, it's like, you paid 80 for those auctions on eBay? Yeah. And so I don't throw checks away anymore, the stubs. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you should go on eBay and start selling them. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, it's funny because down a couple of years ago, this guy, Anthony, he made a, it says the Wharf Pub on the front because we sell the, our T-shirts at the bar. And then he made it years ago. It says, oh, the Kintner boy is still alive. It's the whole Jaws logo on the back and the kid on the raft above it. And it says still alive, Alex Kintner is still alive at the Wharf. And he did this years ago. And last year he goes, oh, I updated. I make, I'm going to do it again. I go. I don't care. I'll sign some for you. But he goes, but let me show you. I update it. And it shows the kid on the raft up top. And as you can see, the kid on the raft only has a little hair. I go, no, that looks more like it. (laughs) He put it on Facebook this time. I go, don't put it on Facebook. He goes, yeah, I'm going to. I go, yeah, 
I'll tell you what, this island here, if you go to the post office, there's a line there all the time and it takes forever to mail something. I go, if you put that on Facebook, I'll sign it. You know, it's a $20 shirt. And if you want it signed, we only charge 15 for the signature and then $10 for shipping. But the mailing, it's a lot of work. And I go, I'm not going to that post office and mailing these anytime <laughs> somebody wants to mail. I'll do it. And like the next day, it's like two in England, one in Germany, one in Denmark. It's like you got, oh, this one girl in Hawaii, she got 20 of them. Wow. And there was a list of who to sign it to. And like last summer, uh, I'm not sure if you heard of Block Island. Yeah, absolutely. We're from we're from New England and we're from the East Coast. The so Block Island has a shark tournament. And last year there was um a shark tournament down there, one of the boats, the nice boats here in Eggertown, you get fancy boats out there. And these people sleep out on their fancy boat and they came in because they heard about the t shirt and they like, Oh, can we get a, a couple of them signed? And it's a night we play poker. I'm up having some drinks in the office with a bunch of people. And the waitress comes up. Oh, he wants you to. So I went down. It's like, fine, I'll sign a couple. And they got, they got two. And then one of them's like, well, what about Peter and Mary? We got to get them one. And they end up getting 10 of them. And I signed all. And then, you know, no shipping. So it's 20 for the shirt, 35 each. And he pays. Thank you so much. And he goes, here, have a little extra. I go, no, you pay for the signature. You pay for everything. Don't worry about it. And he goes, no. And he's like sliding me a little bit. And I finally say, okay. And I took it and went back in the kitchen. I opened up 100, 200, three. He gave me 600 extra dollars. It's like, what? Yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy what some of these. <laughs> because you got eaten by a shark 45 years ago. This is, this is a good business. Oh, and like last year, uh, one of my neighbors was like, uh, that you weren't home, but someone from the New York City Police Department was uh, looking for you. And finally, I'm like, what? My college days, they, they, I'm finally getting nailed for stealing a flag down in New York. <laughs> <laughs> and I got back, and he's parked right out front, and he comes up. Oh, I'm a big fan, and I'm wondering if you could sign some pictures. And he had like 20 of them. I was like, you know, this summer, it's a madhouse. You're a workaholic. It's like, fine, I'll sign some. He goes, I brought you a T-shirt. And, you know, I work college. I don't wear, it's like, oh, okay. And it says the uh, New York City Police Department fire dog. I mean, the protection dogs and the German Shepherd on it. And then after signing all of them, he's like, here. And he slides me. And I go, oh, okay. I'm thinking it's probably going to be like 20 bucks or something. And he left. And there was 800 in with the T, I mean, with the T-shirt I got. Wow. So it's. Yeah, it's just funny, some of those things. You got paid $140 on the day, and it's it's one of those decisions <laughs> that like has paid off the rest of your life. That's amazing. I always say, it pays to die. <laughs> what was your decision to go down and sign up? Like, to Was everybody doing it and just seemed like fun? Make 40 bucks and you get to be an extra in a movie. It's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. It's like, you know, Martha's Vineyard, it's a, it's a quiet little island in the winter, and so you're kind of happy to win it starts picking up in the spring and you know i just moved up here from connecticut so it's like wasn't used to those dead times because like on this island year round there's 15 and a half thousand people on the island and in the summer there's 365,000, and that's not including day trippers it's a madhouse in the summer but wow where did you live in connecticut like, 
where in Connecticut? Yeah. Oh, I'm a Yankees fan. That's they don't like me up here because of that. But <laughs> oh, born in New York, so then Greenwich, Westport, Darien, down right near the border in New York. Oh, I grew up in Long Island, and then I went to well, like around high school. We moved to near Danbury, Connecticut. So I lived in Danbury, Danbury. Connecticut, till I went to Boston for. I we, we me and him, me and Aaron met in college in Boston. So we lived in Boston for I don't know. I lived there for like four or five years. Yeah, so the Danbury State Fair, I remember that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, I'm I'm an East Coast New England guy for sure. And I'm looking. We're uh, the, our listeners know we're on a Zoom call right now with Mr. Voorhees, and he's sitting outside. It looks beautiful. There's trees. There's flowers in the foreground. Like he framed it. And I'm like, ah, uh-huh. I've been to Martha's Vineyard a handful of times, but I feel like just looking at that picture and hearing these stories, like now I need to go. Yeah, no, it's fun down here in the summer. It's a madhouse. This year it's a little mellower. Yeah, but. And the, that lady that was my mother in it, she was on the, you know, the island for a while. And one time, a couple of years ago, she came into the restaurant. And there was like an Alex Kintner burger on the menu. And <laughs> I look over, oh, that's Lee Fierro. And I told the waitress, hey, I got this table. And went over. It's, it was like before the summer got going. So there's like only three or four tables in there. And I went down, okay, ladies. And she recognized me. Her friend didn't know who I was. And. She didn't say anything, so she just was going along with my little... I go, so, okay, ladies, what can I get for you? And she's like, well, um, so I go, let me interrupt you for a minute. I'm going to ask you a really odd personal question. It's a, Tell me to go away if it's too strange. And her friend looks at me like I'm a nut, and she goes, uh, what? And I go, do you believe in reincarnation? <laughs> I think I died years ago, and you look like my mother in my previous life. <laughs> and some other people in the restaurant heard me, and they're like looking at me like I'm crazy. And her friend, like, what the hell is this nut talking about? She's like, oh my God, I had a son that died back in the 70s. How did you die? And I was like, I don't know. It was somewhere out in the ocean. She goes, were you killed? I go, I think I might have been eaten. She goes, why was it? Oh my God, you're my son. And she gets up and hugs me, and then finally said, we were in that movie together years ago, and it was just funny. They, her friend thought we were. She was like, "I was about to have a heart attack." Are you up? Give him a hug, and <laughs> and you would see her like for years back in the Clinton and Obama days. They came down every summer to the island, and there'd be like the last time Obama came down. Good Morning America said, "Oh, we have um, we got Lee Fierro, your mother, in the movie to do an interview for Good Morning America." You want, can we get both of you on the same beach and do it? We, we, we're eating. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, sure. I'll do it since she's doing it. She's a, and she was getting so old. She looked kind of older in the movie and people were like, yeah, it didn't look like, it looked more like a grandmother, but so they had to help her down on the beach where we did this, you know, interview and they started asking her, you know, they were asking me all the questions. Yeah. Dying, the mechanical shark, all that. And then they get to her and they're like, oh, for years, we heard that people would come up to you and ask you to slap them in the face, like in the movie. And she's like, <laughs> and she goes, yes, for, for about 10 years, I would do it. And then finally I, I just, don't <laughs> do it. and that's where I kind of like interrupted. I go, excuse me. And the guy behind the camera, is, you know, like looking at me, like, well, I'm so he's like, um, I go, come on, you're my mother in the movie. Slap me once. Come on, mom. <laughs> and the guy behind the camera shaking his head. Yeah. I said, and she's like, what? I go, come on, slap me once. Come on. And 
So she gets a little tap and I go, no, like in the movie. And then the second time, bam, a, a real hard. I was like, bam. <laughs> and done. They were like, oh, we only have like a minute and a half. They probably won't have that part on there, but that will be on the internet. That's amazing. It's just funny when you just see what they look like now. And, you know, I look a little different. Some of those, the cameos, you get like, oh, my father was a big Jaws fan. And can you wish him happy birthday? And then other ones, oh, we're big Jaws fans. We watch it every year. So you just... I always, they love it because I go down to the beach and say, hey, this is the dead Alex Gentner. Jeff Warriors, this is where I died. <laughs> I show them, right? I'm standing down on the beach where I was eating and they love it. It's like, oh, five star, thank you. But the funny thing is you get some real strange ones. It's like this one guy last fall is like, oh, my father was a big Jaws fan and he died watching the movie on the couch. And what? regrets. It's like, what? And they say a cameo. You don't have to respond. It's like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And so I'm down there on the jetty with a, because I always, the bridge where the shark swims through, it's all right there. And people love it because I just say, you know, happy birthday, whatever, right down there. So the person that died on the couch watching it, I was like, so I hear your father was a big Jaws fan. And I guess it's a little strange. He died watching me die. And I go, yeah, he was on the couch watching me get eaten and he passed away and I passed away. I guess it's all the same. Me, I was all covered in blood and he just had a heart. And then after I was all done, some you get some response. And this was five star. Thank you. So that was great. It's like, oh, my God. I thought they were going to be going, you crazy. You know, but <laughs> that means so much to people. This other one, these our son's birthday is and they tell you the name and you just. You hold your phone up. Oh, happy birthday. My son's a, a big Jaws fan. And can you wish him a happy birthday? He's going to be one on <laughs> Monday. It's like, parents are such Jaws fans. And you get some that they're, we named our son Alex and our dog's name is Pippet. It's like, it's just wow. funny. So this movie is so important, I think, in American cinema, because it was literally the first blockbuster it was one of the big first summer tentpole movies. It really changed the landscape of how films were made and certainly how films were released. And like you said, you above anybody else know about the fans who love this movie. Because you were so ingrained in the movie itself, are you able to step back and enjoy it for the two and a half hours as a movie? Like, are you also, you know, aside from being a part of it, are you a fan of the movie experience that is Jaws? I got to say, it's fun to watch it occasionally because you know everything in it. You live on the island. You know everyone in the movie. And you go around. It's like, okay, you know the kids with the fake friend? Yeah, yeah. That guy, he's one. I think he's the only one on the island now still. And he's an Egertown cop. So <laughs> he would always say, oh, in that restaurant over there, that's where the Alex Kinder and payback, I would send people. Oh, see that guy over there? There's the, the kid with the fin. And, but things like that. And, you know, filming it was a lot of fun. But it's just over the years, it's, you know, I watch it a lot. But not like some people. Like you get some of these things. Oh, we watch it once a year. Or with that whole Corona thing, people were. I've been getting a ton of cameos. Oh, we we've been watching it. We usually watch it once a month, but we've been doing it every week now. And it's like, it's just some real Jaws fanatics out there. And because like, 
I did up in Worcester last Columbus Day. There was a signing up there. Yeah, Worcester. <laughs> yeah, Worcester. I like and I tell them I do it a couple times a year. And it, you know the Cape and Island a little bit. It was so windy last Columbus Day. And that's the grand finale down on this island. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of a lot of weddings. I had a reservation to leave the island on Thursday. I had to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the signing. And the boat was canceled. It was so windy. And so I was thinking, I'll go off Friday morning early and maybe get there a little late. And next day, boats canceled again. I was calling these people. They're, they're, they're nice. I deal with them all the time. I go, I'm really sorry. These boats aren't running. There's nothing. The plane, I was going to fly. They couldn't pick me up in Boston. I go, do you still want me to come? And they're like, he got to. We got so many people that have been here waiting. And she's like, I've been telling them that you try to come across on a little raft and it's so windy you kept getting blown back onto Amity. And so the next morning, this is last year, I couldn't get my car off. So I ended up just walking on the boat, renting a car and driving out the Worcester that day. And I got there like two hours late and there were a ton of people waiting at my table. And I get in there, I'm going, the first guy comes over and he gets a bunch of pictures. I, I'm going, I'm really sorry. I'm a little late here. He goes, I got here right when they opened the door. And I go, yeah, sorry about that. He goes, no, yesterday I got here. I go, oh. <laughs> sorry, you had to wait another day. He goes, I go, you got to stay an, an extra night. And he goes, no, the hotel we had was booked. So I had to sleep in my car last night. So just funny. People would just, they stayed out in the car just to get a picture signed. Wow. Or, and like at some of these signings, the ladies on Friday the 13th, the one in New York, it's um, the chiller. It's uh, it's a lot of horror movies and stuff. That, and the Jaws, are, I sit next to these ladies that were on Friday the 13th or Halloween. And they would just be going, how come you get so many people at that table? And we're real actresses. We're in, we're real actresses. <laughs> I go, no, you got some people that, you know, because as you were saying, it's it changed movies a lot because... Back then, what what kind of horror movies do you have? Godzilla, King Kong, Planet of the Apes. And this is the first one where you actually see blood flying and people dying. And and that's when they were filming the movie, the scene where I died. There's some pictures of some of the signs they have of, they had a me- mannequin that kind of looked a little like me. And they put it on the raft and the mechanical shark comes up. They were going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And you just see body parts flying and blood because the actual mechanical shark comes up and grabs it. And that's what Spielberg, he was going to go with that at first. And then finally they were like, no, nah, this is too gory. Cause you know, they could do that now. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, we got to go. Let's, let's just do it where you see blood flying, but not seeing some little kid getting dismantled body parts flying. And I'm not going to lie that those pictures came out on the internet about a, a year and a half ago. And as I yeah. sit here now using my computer, one of those pictures has been my desktop wallpaper since since they came out on the internet. Jaws, yeah, Jaws with the mannequin. I'm so glad they they shot it and and edited it and put it the way it is. But there's a picture of this imposing shark head just over this mannequin on a raft, and it looks awesome. And I was like, I love that movie. I love that scene. I like the way that they did it better. But I just like having Jaws about to eat you on my desktop, and it's been there for two years. <laughs> now, I have a question. Are- are you a fan of horror movies in general? Do you like any other horror movies? I mean, what is is Jaws your flavor of film, or are you like, nah, horror movies are fine, but yeah, you know, not for me? 
like the comedies. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> that makes sense. And maybe that's why I always joke about getting Eden. If you were going to get some stuff signed, what like who would you go to? What movie would you be a fanatic of? What films or movies or TV shows are you like that passionate about that you would like go after somebody? Love to hear their experiences like we're doing with you right now. Well, John Belushi's not around. Uh, that would be yeah. A good unfortunately, one, a lot of a lot of them are dead. Yeah, that would be a good one. <laughs> well, the dead, yeah, a lot are dead. This, this is the 45th anniversary this year, and some of the people I do the signings with, um, they were saying there's only people know everything about this movie. They're like, there's only seven. I think this is before Lee passed away. There's only seven people left in the movie. And since this was the 45th anniversary, they were get, they had like four. They were trying to get as many as they can to do some of the signings together, because of the. And it's just funny that some of these people know exactly how many people in the movie are still around, and mm-hmm. it's you know every little detail. You know, some of the signings I say, oh yeah, they did this, and I they going no, that's not how it happened. They know they would correct me. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it just. You know, I, they like the shorts that you were wearing. Do, I go, yeah, I, you know, I couldn't remember. It's like, they weren't mine. Uh, <laughs> and then one guy, no, at first they weren't going to let you wear those shorts because they had red. They, I guess Spielberg, they didn't want anything red. Anyone wearing a red shirt, red anything. And my shorts in the movie are red. Mm. And something I didn't know was the reason was they didn't want any blood color in there. And they couldn't find another pair in time. So I'm the only one wearing something red. And one of these people at the sign is filling me in on the details about that. I didn't even know about that. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, Jaws is just one of those movies that has a mythos surrounding it that people will hunt down and search every little bit, every little corner. We've had the privilege of talking to Carl Gottlieb, who wrote the script, Jaws. And so it's been it's been fun to just talk to people. And, and you know, normally we do comic books, horror movies, all sorts of stuff. but this summer, we were like, we got to do a shark month. So we're doing all sorts of shark movies. And Jaws is a big temple of that because it is the quintessential shark movie. It's just, it's an incredible piece of cinema. Like you said, it was important because it was a blockbuster, one of the first blockbusters. But it just has that legacy that I think people are just going to be obsessed with it for years and years and years. Yeah, it just doesn't go away. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> clearly. No. Why don't you tell us what is your other job that the, like the, the not jaws related thing what else do you do with your time we have a little restaurant bar and a restaurant the wharf pub in Egertown, martha's vineyard amity island and you're a workaholic in the summer and you know you just take it nice and easy in the winter we're open year-round so it's one of the island a local year-round places and like as i said some of those signings i never used to do and they finally talked me into it a few years ago and i started liking it because you know I was supposed to be up in Toronto a couple of weeks ago for one up there, but that was canceled. There was one down in North Carolina coming up and that one I had to cancel. It's just fun because you meet up with these people, some actors and actresses that you see at all these sightings. You go out and have a nice meal or go up to the rooms after, have a little party with them after. It's just a lot of fun little things like that. People getting t-shirts, it's the cameos, but like the other day they had this special where it's, Father's Day, and no, for the dead Alex Kinder, happy uh, Father's Day, and it's like <laughs> our father's a big fan. Our, oh, my wife and I—it's it's her birthday. Can you wish? It's just, it's just funny. It's Jaws is still there. It's, I can't believe. 
That's amazing, man. From the dead man. Alex well, Kittner. I love from it. From the dead Alex Kittner. Well, from the very alive Launchpad podcast, thank you so much for being on the show, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and share some of your experience about Jaws with us. And guys, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. And, and visit the wharf. If you're down in Martha's Vineyard, visit the wharf, right, Jeff? Yes. Mr. Voorhees, where can fans of yours find you and follow you online? Like on Facebook. It's funny. Some of the Jaws, there's Jaws Club. And on Facebook, it's like this year, one of the clubs are going to come all the way to the island. They're going to come down, watch, they rent to the movie theater, watch the movie. And then they were saying, oh, we're going to come down to the wharf and they're going to come down and have drinks. That's, it might not even come down now with the uh, corona going on. But oh, there, you get people to come down to the restaurant. It's Facebook, the rest, the wharf pub and restaurant in Eggertown. And people come from all over the place just to see Amity Island, check out Martha's Vineyard, see where it was filmed. You know, it's just, it's funny how many, they have Jaws tours on the island and they'll always pack the people that go on those things. I would go on. I'm not even that kind of person, but Jaws for me is one of my absolute favorite movies. It's the movie that I actually always say, like if an alien came down and said, I have time to watch one American movie, what would it be? That's the one that I would show. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I'm you just you're saying you love to watch me die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have a way around that. Absolutely. I, I told you, no joke, my desktop right now is your your mannequin body about to get chomped by that shark that never that never made the final cut. <laughs> they didn't make the final cut. Yeah. They just let me get thrown up and down by guys in wetsuits. <laughs> <laughs> and and here we are, forty five years later, still talking about it, and you have had a smile on your face, so it must have been a decent enough experience. Oh, yeah. The dead Alex Kintner. And as I always say in the past, you know, from T-shirts to, you know, did one over in Germany, some of the signings or people showing up on the island, it it pays to die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for spending some time and chatting with us. We really, really appreciate it. Rumi, this is this has been amazing. We got it. We got to do a dead Alex Kintner high five. So. Yeah, we got to do the we got to do the high five, Mister Voorhees. We have a a secret handshake on the Launchpad podcast. You start with your hand sideways, and you fly it in, and you go. Whoosh. Then when we all meet, you turn your hand up, and like a rocket ship, we're I- gonna blast off like a raspberry. Three, two, one. Whoosh. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, sir. It's been really a pleasure. And uh, have a great summer, man. I hope things clear up so it can get a little busy for you guys. Oh, well, thank you. And good luck with your show there. Yeah, be careful. Thank you. you Appreciate it. (laughs) That's amazing. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Liftoff! We have a liftoff!